0: Today I spoke with Lori about our journeys to spirituality, shifting beliefs, and finding a supportive community. To contact myself or Lori, you can reach us at spiritroadpodcast at gmail.com. Welcome to Awkwardly Zen Presents Spirit Road, a podcast about our spiritual journey where we can be awkwardly ourselves. It's a path that can be funny, absurd, enlightening, and life-changing all at the same time. Join us as we explore this mysterious world and life we live in. I'm Tim Barrens.
1: I'm Laurie Hewitt. And this is Spirit, Spirit Road. Road. Tim, good to see you. We're back.
0: Good to see you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Another so... Spirit Road conversation.
0: <laughs> that's right. So we were just generally talking about the idea of, uh, at some point in time, for a lot of us, we 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 grow up in a more structured belief system, something that's kind of given to us be it religion or just an idea of a way of looking at the world. Mm-hmm. And then at some point in time, there's a shift where you kind of move into your own space and start to find your own truths or even the things that you're curious about. And, um, and you find a moment where your old community is falling away and your new community is not yet emerged. You know, what was that like for you? Like taking those first steps that wow. what led you to the path you're on
1: today? Well. Wow that's been a long time ago let me just say <laughs> but you know i i was very involved in church traditionally growing up and i attended many different churches and then when i was in college i became involved with a group it was a church kind of evangelicals and it was very powerful and i felt really accepted there and then i reached a point where it was like hmm I know there's more than this. I don't disbelieve what what they're sharing. And I also have this feeling, the sense that there must be something more than just this little narrow view of things. So I had finished undergraduate school, was working at a small mental health center in Kentucky. And I met a woman there um, who ran the center and was a psychologist. And she and I were talking one day and... I know I've shared this before where she said, go home, read the books, um, Seth Speaks and any of the books that Jane Roberts has done when she was channeling Seth and began to pay attention to this information. It was like, I always called her my door opener. It was like this door swung open in my brain and suddenly I was remembering all this information that I didn't even know I knew as I was reading all of this channeled information. And there were no groups at that point. There weren't any um, support groups and meetups, things like that. When you went into the bookstore, the books that I was looking for on spirituality and meditation and all of that were labeled occult. (laughs) And so you would sort of sneak in because the occult was like, oh, you don't wanna go there, that's a dark place. And so you would, I would sneak in, find the book I was looking for, which would literally fall out into my hands, you know, and I would go up and pay for it and get out of there as quickly as I could, you know, and just began reading everything I could find. And then this woman um, was a friend and we started meeting every couple of weeks or so and doing meditation together. And there were a couple of folks that she knew that joined us and that was our little support system that we kept very hush hush kind of under the radar but would you know sit in meditation and I was not channeling at that time I didn't believe I could that I was a channel that that the way Jane Roberts channeled where she allowed this being Seth to just move into her body and take over was like yeah that's never going to happen to me so I didn't that wasn't even a thought in my mind that I would ever channel There was a gal in our group that did channel, and sometimes she would get messages and we would talk about that. Sometimes in meditations, I would get these visions that seemed to be past life information, which I was sort of new to. I didn't quite understand what that was. So as I got those in meditation, I would share those with the group, and they kind of began to realize and help me understand about past lives and what all that meant and i just kept reading everything i could find there were books that i that just resonated that would call to me when i was standing in the bookstore that was exactly what i needed to know then reading edgar casey on reincarnation was extremely helpful because it really put into place for me what that was and what that meant and what was reincarnation because You know, I grew up in a pretty conservative place and went to Protestant churches, and they did not talk about reincarnation at all. That was very foreign. Although even as a kid, I would sometimes sit and ponder, how can I know certain things when I don't remember learning them? But I would just know. And as I realized over time, surely it was past life information that was coming through that my soul was presenting to me so that I had understandings. And then it's been a progression. It's, it, you know, there's been many periods of life where I didn't know anybody who was like me or on this path at all that I could have these conversations with. And then I moved to Colorado a little over 30 years ago and started meeting one or two people here and there. And then it seemed like it, it began to expand a bit. And I had several friends then that we're awakening and we're on their spiritual path and would spend time with them talking about all of this you know and just really exploring it for myself but it was also new and so different than the way i'd grown up
0: i wonder how many people have that experience like going back further in the conversation here mm-hmm. of going into a bookstore and trying to make their way to the new age section or the cult section whatever it would be labeled and and feeling this this air of judgment or condemnation that may or may not actually be around them they're just feeling it because of the the pressure of the construct that they've grown up in it's it's challenging too in that you find these books and some of them may resonate and some of them don't but there's not a single body of work that says what's your belief? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm the occult section. You know, it's like, there's, there's, (laughs) there's, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to define when you, when you wade into those waters, exactly, um, Mm -hmm. what you are, where you're going, um, where these, where these beliefs might be leading you. It's more experiential. And yeah, like you say, some things come about and it's like, it just kind of resonates and makes sense.
1: Exactly. You know, and there I've watched over the years, there have been Well, I watched, so in bookstores, I watched the labeling go from the occult to new age to spirituality. And in like each decade, I could see how the label began to change as I think it became more widely accepted and more in the collective consciousness that somehow spirituality is a thing and it's different. And so the labels kept changing. And in the beginning, it seemed like there were groups. So there were people that did The Course in Miracles, which mm. is a body of work that was channeled by um, some whose name I don't remember. And then there was cr- the Cryon books, an energy that was channeled by someone. And there was another one that was very popular for a while, Lazarus. Sure. And so... know i've kind of watched those kinds of different things and then you know now dolores cannon um, has come to the forefront her works and abraham hicks their work and so it began to you know these groups began to form and folks began channeling these energies and having a body of work that people will follow and resonate with I never seemed, I was always interested and read a lot of these things. I always seem to be on my own path. I don't know how else to say that. It's like I take bits and pieces from everybody and everywhere. Does that make sense? And it and sort of conglomerated into whoever and whatever it is I do.
0: Yeah. So that's interesting. I'm Thinking about what those first steps are and even how, how you find your community in the midst of that. So it's almost like, it's it's less about the beliefs and more about the openness to having yes. new beliefs that, yes. that almost becomes the the thing that joins us together.
1: Exactly. It is for me. It's like, yeah, I I have friends who very much have a different path and have different beliefs in how they approach their spirituality and we still have these incredible conversations because they have pieces of knowledge that I don't have and vice versa. You know, yeah. and then the shamanic journeys, learning about that and and all the different practices that they're that they are um, is fascinating to me. And I may not ever do those necessarily, but I find them interesting and want to know about those because it broadens my view of of spirituality. And I can see how it fits in for me and how it resonates for me or how I can take certain aspects of that and incorporate it in the work that I do.
0: Yeah. I And it's funny. I feel like I've been open about this, but in, in the context of the conversations we have in community have certainly expressed before that some things resonate for me and some, some ultimately do not. But what's been good is I think over time, I've been able to recognize that just because something doesn't resonate for me doesn't mean that I shouldn't consider it or that I shouldn't be open to it. It's more about looking at one what are what is what are my beliefs right now and how does it relate to that but also recognizing that even i have such a strong construct that i grew up in such a strong paradigm of what was right what was wrong what to believe in what not to believe in that even when my experience gives me something new there is a part of my brain that that is in resistance to it that yes. it's it's very hard to shift into a new place and so it's almost for me it's like that is the path um cultivating an openness to consider things but also being able to do it with some level of discernment and being able to inquire and ask questions and not accept everything as fact either but to say yes. you know what what really feels true to my experience right now and how can i be in community with that? And how can I be open to others who may be different being in community too? Because I think that's pretty empowering and it's such a source of learning when you can be around others who are who are different.
1: Exactly. Well, that's where the meetups have been so amazing. And I think especially the last couple of years with you know everybody being shut down in a way, but even prior to that, there were meetups in the area that I was familiar with that offered that sense of community and had you be able to interact with others who are interested and who are seeking out their path as well. And it gives you that opportunity then to share with one another and learn and grow. So I think that's been a real help, especially I think for, well, for all of us, myself, and then folks who are brand new on the path, maybe who are just coming into awareness of, oh, wait a minute, there's so much more than I thought there was. There's something else going on here. And so I feel like the meetups really offer that support as well. And you can find a variety of meetups in all aspects of spirituality that you can test out and join. Awkwardly Zen has certainly filled that space as well in terms of really being open, I think open forums for discussion about where we are, what we're curious about, what works, what doesn't, what our fears are about it. And then also bringing in different practitioners to talk mm-hmm. about their particular experiences and areas of expertise, because then it opens you up to a variety of options that you can then go explore. And as you say, use discernment about, but find those that resonate for you. You know, it's like I learned early on. Well, I think Tarot is quite interesting. It's nothing I really will ever do. (laughs) And astrology, same thing. I'm fascinated by it. And there's no way I'm going to be an astrologer, even though I've learned enough about it that I understand it. I have no desire to be an astrologer, although I respect them highly. So that's part of that on my path, figuring out what fits for me and what doesn't. And that's what I encourage people who are starting their path and, and awakening to all this can be overwhelming it's like oh my goodness there's so much out there you try things on here and there and you f- allow yourself to f- really figure out do i resonate with that or don't i and let it go if you don't it's okay
0: yeah one thing that comes to mind for me too is just um the idea of resistance, like when you come across something that doesn't resonate yeah. for you, and, but you feel resistance or somehow it threatens something about what your path is. Mm-hmm. Just being able to ask that question, what is it about this? Yeah. Why does this feel threatening to me? What is it about yeah. my beliefs that's not allowing this to exist in that space or that you know feels like mm-hmm. it's encroaching upon my space? And, and that the more we can answer those questions, the more we can really solidify and center what we are, what we're about, Mm -hmm. where our community exists, that's such a challenging part of the path, though, is just allowing yourself to be exposed to ideas that are different without them feeling threatening. And if it is threatening, why?
1: Yeah. Early on in my my path, um, because I came from a very strong Christian background, everything somehow had to align with that belief that I held. And when I read Edgar Cayce, that I think was a turning point for me because he made it okay to believe in reincarnation and explained it and what that means in a way that felt okay. He was the sleeping prophet who literally pretty much went into like sleep and um, was able to access the Akashic records. And then bless her heart, his wife would sit as he talked and write everything that he said for the person he was doing the reading for. He was also very devout in his faith, in the Christian faith, knew the Bible frontwards and backwards. And he made some statements that resonated with me about what was in, kind of attributed to what Jesus said. And that resonated with me as truth. When he said that, it was like, Okay, so then I felt like things begin to shift for me and it what I realized was things weren't either or they were and that what seems like exact opposites don't aren't necessarily they look at the same thing just from a different perspective. So it wasn't believe what my church said or believe this. It was like, I can believe both. And that's when I think my spirituality and some of my beliefs began to shift and kind of gel into where they are now. And it took a little bit from all of the things I had been reading and understanding.
0: That makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: as always, thank you for the wonderful conversation and things to reflect on. And
1: uh... Yeah, thank you. This was fun.
0: Look forward to next time.
1: Me too. See you next time.